Hi there, this is Watchin, and you are now listening to the I Choose the Ladder podcast, a podcast for Black women on the corporate climb. In today's episode, we are going to talk about one of my, I think it might be one of my favorite things to talk about because it's one of the biggest misconceptions about me, and that is around networking. And it'll make sense once I start explaining um, why I think it's a misconception. So I think networking is really, really, really important. Well, I think having a network is really important. I'm not a fan, though, of the classical kind of thought around like what networking looks like. And so this episode, I'm going to share a little bit about kind of my journey through networking um, and then how I look at growing and cultivating my network in hopes that if there are people who maybe don't feel comfortable in the classic uh, the classic networking scenario, that this could be helpful to you. Um, I think for me, because most of... Um, the times that people encounter me, I'm usually speaking somewhere, doing some kind of a workshop, or I'm, I'm, you know, engaging with people. The assumption is that like I'm a great networker, or that I enjoy networking. And the reality is, I actually do not like networking at all. Um, I think I'm good at networking in certain scenarios, but for me, it causes a lot of anxiety. So, if I'm someone who walks into a room with a hundred people. Unless I'm with somebody that I know, I'm probably in the corner on my phone, um, nervous about going to to talk to people, or it's rare that I go up to someone and introduce myself. I just get anxiety around it. It feels very unnatural to me. I'm also someone who does not enjoy small talk that much, right? I I ask a lot of questions, and when you first meet someone um, and you get all in their business, at first it can be you know a little bit overwhelming for them, and then. I never know how to exit small talk. And so it turns out being some awkward statement that I say, and then I'm embarrassed later and I'm talking about like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. And so for a really long time, networking just drove me insane. Like it just, it was something that um, I had to do for work, right? Because most of the jobs that I've had, uh, all of the jobs that I've had have been client facing um, and it has required a certain level of like socializing outside of work hours, um, going to a lot of events and meeting a lot of different people because that's how you prospect for a new business. And I just would always leave those situations feeling really like inferior. Like um, I have friends, one of my friends in particular, like she can work a room. That is her thing. She will go to an event and leave that event with like 50 new people that she met and, you know, had talked to over the course of the night. And I would just be like, well, dang, like I've met, the people that I already knew. And if they introduced me to someone, then maybe I would meet them in that way. But I just like, I remember feeling really defeated um, when it came to fitting into like the classic um, networking situations. And I don't remember when it switched for me, but I decided at a certain point that like I would form relationships in the ways that feel natural to me. Um, And so for me, what I've been focusing on is putting myself in situations where I show up as my best self. And what I mean by that is, if I'm in a room of 400 people, my um, my mind is just going to be racing and I'm not really going to be able to focus on um, getting to know people, which for me is what you know networking is all about. Getting to know about people, you know their stories, the things that matter to them. And so I started gradually going to smaller events, right? Events where... I would have the opportunity to actually have conversations with people around, you know, a shared uh, topic of interest. And that's not to say I don't still go to large events because for work, I still have to 
go to a bunch of galas and, and go to a bunch of fundraisers. But now as opposed to being overwhelmed by, you know, the room of people or the volume of people in the room, I choose to focus my energy on a small group of people. So getting to know whether it's the people at my table or if there was someone specifically that, you know, I came to the event to meet, getting to know them and focusing on the quality of my interactions with the people at the event, as opposed to trying to work the room just because that's not my strength. Right. And so for me now, it's important to show up as my best self. And I know me, I know my personality, and I know that putting myself in spaces where there's opportunity for engagement with a smaller group of people um, around some topic or some shared passion or interest is how I build the best relationships. Um, the second thing that, and I think I touched on this a little bit um, earlier, and I've actually decided to do more of this, is that I go to events that I'm interested in, right? I don't go to events necessarily because I feel like they're going to be cool people there or they're going to be X, Y, and Z is going to be there. I go to things that I'm interested in because then I'll probably have something of value to talk about, Um when I'm at the event and I engage with people. And so, you know, if you live in a metropolitan city and you're in corporate, you probably get invited to a ton of things. And so what I've been doing um, is sharing those opportunities with the people on my team or within my company who I think will be um, a better, you know, better suited or better fit. There's a guy at my, um, at my current company and he, like, he loves networking events. Like that is his thing. He goes in, he talks to somebody for three minutes and he smoothly transitions out and, you know, he, he can do that for hours on end. It's just not my strength. And so when those opportunities come and it's not a topic or, or a cause that I'm really, really passionate about, I will try to pass that opportunity on to someone else who I think will take better advantage of the opportunity. If you got the Monday memo, you saw that I, um, when I was talking about things that are opportunities or distractions, it's the same thing with opportunities that come my way, right? I try to think about if there's someone else within my network or within the I Choose a Ladder community that would value that opportunity more than I do, right? And if that is the case, I pass those on to other people just because I want to spend my time cultivating relationships in areas where I feel like it matters and it's valuable. So again, if I'm not uber interested in it, I'm not going. Um, and I was talking to my sister about that this weekend. Like, I'm currently at the University of Chicago, and there's so many resources and lectures and things that, you know, I would love to go to. And I don't know why I haven't been going to them. And I had been spending all this time at other events that, like, they were okay. I only talked to the people that I knew in them, though. And so, like, swapping out those types of events um, for the events that are actually things that I'm, I'm passionate about or that I care about will probably help grow my network in a more qualitative way than if I had just um, continued to like run the social circuit just to be a part of the social circuit. Um, I think another thing that I started to think about um, as it pertains to networking, like you, you hear all the time that it's all about who you know, and like I just don't think so. Like I, I mean, it's nice to know people, um, but I think it's even more important for people to know you. And if you've listened to some episodes of the podcast, you know that I say this all the time. Like, it's not just about who you know, it's also about who knows you and like what they know you for. Um, I have been very intentional about, you know, building an identity around the things that I want people in my network to know about me. Um, and so that there's a consistent message around like, oh, you know, watching she does X, Y, and Z. It's very easy for people to explain who I am, what it is that I do. And I make sure that the people in my network, like not 
like forcefully, right? But I make sure that the information that I share or that they have access to all feeds into that, right? So everybody knows that I love career stuff, right? So as I've been more intentional about sharing things that I'm doing with I Choose a Ladder and the different events and the, the speaking things that I'm, I've been doing, it helps paint the picture for my network, one, of like what I'm out here doing in the world if they're not talking to me every day, but two, like they have something concrete to associate with my identity. So I would say, you know, as you have this vast network or you have, um, you're starting to grow your network to think about what do you want to be known for? Right. Like it's the same when we talk about, you know, how you show up at work and what do you want your reputation in the company to be? It's like you have these different platforms that you can use, whether it's your social media or if you have, you know, some side things that you're doing or you have um, some projects that you're working on, like making sure that the consistency in like what people are seeing and associating with you are the same. And so for me, I really care about career and business. Most of the things that I'm doing in the world in some way, shape, or form are going to always feed into that. Um, And so for me, it's important that the people in my network who I value um, know those things about me and like that's what I'm sharing and that's what they are talking about. Um, The last, not the last thing, another thing that um, I think people don't think about is like how you cultivate your network. Um, I think we all have... I mean, I think it's starting to shift a little bit, but like, I think that we don't think about our networks as like people we want to pour into. So a lot of the people in like my first tier of network are people who I've seen, I've been like, yo, you are amazing. You're doing something dope. How can I help you do more of that? Right? Like that's the first vantage point that I look at people from. And so it's rare that I ask people for things right away. Um, and most of the time it's cause like, I can't really think about anything that I want, um, from people immediately. Um, and so I tend to try to pour into people, um, more so than withdrawing because I'm pretty sure at some point in life, I'm going to have to do, make a big ask of someone of something. Um, but I, um, I think that when you're cultivating a network and you become valuable to people, if you provide value in their lives, because then when you, um, when you need them, it's not like just a transactional thing, right? It's, it's a relationship that you've built over time. Um, and so I think for me, the ways that I do that, right, we've already talked about this. I try to connect at least one person to another person or a resource every single day. Um, I also feel like if I see articles or things that I, that matter to someone else, I will do that. I'm, for the most part, if there's room on my calendar, I will say yes to any of the close people in my network in terms of like brainstorming and helping them think through things in the areas that I'm strong in, right? So I spend a lot of time doing strategy work with people, um, like ideations around event executions and like ways to make, you know, to amplify some things that they're doing because I actually enjoy that stuff. And so if there's someone in my network who is not, um, who is not, that's not one of their strengths. Like I'm more than happy to do that. But that's also why I think that like my network is in general of like my, like my tier one network, which we can talk about, um, is really small, right? Because that stuff is exhausting, um, to do. It takes up a ton of time, but like, I think those people are worth it. And so I spend the time doing that with them. I have different levels of network though, right? Like I have people who are like, who can call me at any time and I would answer. And then I have people where like, we got to get some time on the calendar and not because 
I think I'm too important or I think I'm, I'm all of these things, but it's just like some of the stuff requires scheduling. And then there's some people who like they pay a consultation fee because the knowledge that I have in my head, like I've spent a lot of time and a lot of financial resources to acquire them. Some of the things come naturally, but not a lot of it. And so depending on the level of involvement that I have, um, within somebody's project, even if they're in my network, um, they might like hire me out to do it. But what I find amazing about that is the people within my network understand the value that's in the the value that I offer. And so more often than not, they come to me and say, Hey, I have this budget. I need this work. Can you help me with it? Right. So they respect me and my, um, my time and also my talents enough to not be like, let me, let me pick your brain. Like that's one of my least favorite phrases. Let me pick your brain. Um, like repeatedly over and over and over again. Like it's just not something without some kind of a value exchange on both ends. And so I think I try to give them that same respect where it's like, I'm not going to go to the same person over and over again, regardless of who they are, like how senior or junior they are in their careers or their access to resources. I'm just not going to do that. Um, I also have people in my network who get asked for things all the time. And for me, it's important not to be one of those people. Right. And so it's if I ask them for something, they know it has to be really important because they are definitely my last resort, right? I don't want to be seen as just another person who like mooches or another person who just takes, takes, takes. And so they know like if I'm going to ask them, it's going to be um, because I've exhausted all of my other options. And like they're happy to help in all those things. And it's less about them and more about, you know, how I want to position myself in the relationship. So for example, I've known someone for three years. He's probably one of the most powerful people that I know. And in the country, I've known him for three years. I just asked him for something um, a few weeks ago. And I asked him for something that I'm going to need in 12 months, right? Like, that's how ridiculous I am. Like, I'm not trying to, um, to you know, to take advantage of relationships or make people feel like they're just here for me to withdraw from them. I, I just, it feels icky. I don't like when people do it to me. So I try my best not to do it to other people. Um, another thing to think about is your network is not... Um, I feel like sometimes people use their networks to make themselves feel or think that they're better than anybody else. And like people compare, um, compare networks to as kind of like a status symbol, if that makes any sense. And for me, I don't think it's important for everybody to know who I know, right? Like, cause me knowing somebody doesn't make me more important than the next person. It makes the person that I know who's accomplishing all those things that like, that's something that they have earned. I don't get that by proxy. Like, I just don't think that that's how it works. At least that's not how it works for me. Like, you don't, you're not getting your network so that you can then, like, stunt on people, right? Like, that, I don't think that that's what, that's what it's about. And then it ends up um, backfiring a lot of times. And I know we all know people who, you know, they'll drop names all the time, um, and not even, like, in a context where it makes sense, right? They just want you to know that they know this person, um, and... I feel like I went through a phase where I felt like I had to prove myself to people. And so I'd be like, I would say random stuff. And then in my head, I'd be like, girl, why did you say that? You, nobody cares. Right. And so I think that looking at your network as a resource to get things done, a resource to help your community, a resource to open doors for other people. That's the place where I've gotten to where I look at the people in my network. But like, I'm not trying to get to know people to stunt. 
right? Because stunting on somebody else really doesn't make a difference. To, like, it doesn't help me in any way, shape, or form. I think it makes you look more insecure than anything else. Um, the fact that you're, that all of your clout is based on somebody else's um, accomplishments. Like, that's, so, that's super whack to me, but that's just me and that's how I look at it. I also think that there is this um, misconception that just because you are friends with somebody or because you know somebody that you are entitled to their network. And I think people get really offended when they try to access your network and you set boundaries. And so I think for for me, the way I look at it is I offer my network, right? And so I'm always looking for opportunities to connect my network to other people. And more often than not, it's me saying, hey, this makes sense because then it's, then it's something that I feel comfortable bringing the two people together with. The quickest way to get me to not help you do anything is to make me feel like I have no choice, right? Like I do not like feeling like I'm backed into a corner. I think for a lot of, a lot of it's like people don't understand what it takes to build deep relationships with people who aren't necessarily family um, over the course of years and like sustain those relationships. And so when someone's like, well, like just automatically assumes like, well, you know, this person, you should put me on or, you know, that person, you should X, Y, and Z. To me, that is super, super arrogant. Um, And I don't think you should let anybody make you feel like you're not a good friend or you're not a good X, Y, Z because you're not automatically giving them access to your network. I feel like it is your decision because those relationships at the end of the day are ones that are yours, that you've worked on, that you've worked really hard to maintain in most in most cases. And so to feel like you are obligated to do things for people or obligated to to support in that way, I think is unnecessary. Now that's not to say to be a hoarder where you have everybody supporting you and you don't extend yourself to them, but I feel like you should be comfortable in how quickly and how frequently you open up your network to each other, right? Because at the end of the day, like you have to manage the outcomes of of those things um, to a certain extent. And so don't feel like, because like I know tons of people who I would never connect to other people in my, in my network for various reasons, right? Maybe the timing isn't right. Maybe they're not at a place where introducing them to that person would make sense. And if they waste this, if I waste this first introduction, they're never going to get a second one. And so I'm not going to do that to them. I'm not going to put them in a position unknowingly where they're not going to show up as their best selves, right? There's tons of reasons why people don't immediately, you know, hook other people up with other people or put other people on, as we like to say. And I think the first assumption is to take it personal. Like, dang, you know I could, you know, this person could help me do X, Y, and Z, and you know them and you're not connecting me to them, as opposed to being like, hey, is there something that I can do to be better prepared to access that person? Is Are there things that I could be doing? So I, there is a person who wanted me to connect him to someone that I knew. And... We had something in common with the guy, um, but in talking to him, I saw that like he had done zero research on this guy and things that were public basic knowledge that like he just had not made the time. And so had I introduced him, he would have embarrassed me because then I would have looked crazy for introducing someone who would have probably wasted this man's time. And so I didn't do it. And I did not feel any kind of way about it, right? Like, at the end of the day, like, it's up to me to to vet the people that I introduce to other people. Um, and then sometimes you introduce people 
and they do crazy things. And then, you know, that's also, it might not be a permanent reflection, but it's a reflection um, on, you know, how you judge situations. And so for, I would say, don't ever feel like you have to, that you owe anybody your network or that anybody owes you their network, right? Like you are not entitled to, to the things that other people have in any, um, area of life. And so I think thinking about, you know, ways that you can provide value to people and develop yourself so that the opportunities that come for connection are natural and organic makes more sense than being like, Hey, you my homegirl, you know, this person put me on. I've never seen that, um, turn out well. And so I try to avoid those types of situations. And so, I mean, that's my long-winded rant on networking. Um, I think it's really important. I think the quality of your network matters more than the the size of your network, depending on what it is that you want to do. Um, I know that I will put my network up against most people's networks that I know just because I've formed really rich relationships. Um, a lot of the people in my network I've known, you know, more, like half my life. And so... I'm really proud of those relationships, but I knew I knew that I needed to figure out how to network effectively. And some people will say I'm, you know, I'm missing out because, you know, at the larger events you meet more people, but the reality of it is because of how I'm wired, I would not have, right? And I would have left there being pretty ineffective and and down on myself. And so for you, my recommendation would be to find situations where you can meet people, but you can also show up as your best best self so that you can make authentic connections that then lead to longer relationships as opposed to feeling pressured um, to do what everybody else is doing if it's not bearing any fruit for you. Um, as always, if you would like to keep the conversation going, join us on the newsletter because you know I'm taking a social media break. I said this already, but you can text CLIMB, C-L-I-M-B, to 66866, and it'll automatically um, add you to it. And then on Instagram at I Choose the Ladder, and then on Facebook at I Choose the Ladder. Until next time, thank you for listening.